0: Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for hitting that play button for another episode of the Hedy Coleman Podcast, where I sit down with fabulous people uh, to have go-win conversations. Go-win is being consistent and doing the right things that allow for you to achieve the wins that you have defined for your life so that you can live out your greatest story. And so part of these conversations to help you discover some right things that you need to be consistent in to achieve a win that you may have. And so I try to grab a diverse group of people who have different wins so they can talk about their processes and things of that nature to help you discover the things that you may need to be consistent in in order to achieve your win. And so today, ladies and gentlemen, today I have a very, 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 very very special Guess we are actually neighbors inside of the peak in Guthrie, America at Meridian Tech, which is a business incubator. And before I had met Anna, uh, there were people who were already telling me about Anna. And they was like, do you not know Anna? I was like, no, I don't know Anna. They was like, she's in Guthrie. They think I know everyone that's in Guthrie. And then I'm like, no, I don't. And then one day we found out that we are right next door to each other. And Anna was like, I think... I think he's in the same building as me, right? Is that what you were telling Lindsay? Uh And and then uh, we got the opportunity to meet. It was a great day. It was. Had people coming into your space uh, to talk about your shampoo. And so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, before uh, uh, Anna and I dive into this conversation, would you go ahead and please subscribe, like, all that good stuff on social media. Make sure you subscribe to YouTube because we're trying to get to 1,000 subscribers. So help a brother out. Anna, I'm about to try to say this last name, Núez.
1: Núñez, (laughs) Núñez, almost.
0: (laughs) Núñez, how are you doing today?
1: I am good, Hetty. It's a good day.
0: It is a good day. It's nice outside, just a little chilly, and it's the holiday season. Yes, it's the holiday season. So, um, not to date this too much, but it is around Christmas time, and so I just I gotta ask, like. How do you go about doing your shopping? Like, are you done already? Are you person shop throughout the year? Oh
1: no, I don't have a single gift under the tree. <laughs> I've been trying to buy stuff, and then I end up buying stuff for myself. <laughs> My bad.
0: You just getting all the gifts for you, huh? I mean, nobody else gets me
1: presents, so I have to get some for myself, right?
0: <laughs> so, what is, what is something that you've uh, gotten lately for yourself?
1: Um, oh, I got a pair of boots that were really nice.
0: Nice. Yeah. So it's your, is your closet full of clothes or shoes? Or um, both. Both. Yeah. You're a shoe and clothes person. Yeah, really bad. Are you a sneaker person? Do you got sneakers? I or just- am
1: now because I want the comfort, but it's not like, oh, I have to have like this certain like this, this or that. It's just like, oh, those are really nice. Let me just get them real quick.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: But I don't even know like which ones you don't are know in style the, the, or something. it whatever. doesn't even matter. Yeah.
0: You just know that you like them. Yeah, and yeah. That's probably the best way to go about doing it anyway. So uh let's let's just uh jump into this. W- where did you get your name from? Like I just learned that Perla is the, am I saying that right? Yes, uh-huh. Is your your middle name, yes. which I really like. So I just thought it was Anna Perla was but it's not. Tell me, do you have any history behind your name? Why you were named? This?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um so and actually most people that speak Spanish, like all my Spanish speaking friends, everybody calls me Anna Perla. Okay. So you know Together. Yeah. So it's so like Anna Perla. You, yeah, you can just... call me Anna Perla and I'll be okay. like, Oh you're one of my Mexican friends. <laughs>
0: I'm um, all in.
1: yeah, but um my mom's name is Anna. Okay, and my grandmother's name is Anna, so gotcha. yeah, gotcha. So that's a family so, name. Okay, and I also have another on. cousin that's named Anna, and another cousin that's named Anai. Okay, <laughs> and my sister's name is Mariana. So gotcha,
0: you know. gotcha. It's just part of the, yeah, it's part of the the culture and kind of how. Okay, that's yeah. cool. Now, what about Perla?
1: Um, I really like that Perla. Whenever my mom was pregnant with me, um, she lived um, Oceanside, and um, actually, my name was supposed to be. Perla del Mar, Pearl of the Sea, mm-hmm. and my mom went to register me, and she was like, hell no, that's not going to be her name. <laughs> so she just registered me as Anna Perla, okay. gave me her name, and then left the Perla.
0: Got you, got you. Now, I haven't known you that, that long, but I've heard you mention your mom uh, several times. You were on your phone <laughs> with your mom when you came in today. Are y'all cl- super close? What is oh, that we, relationship like? Oh,
1: yeah. No, we... We're so close. Um, and we butt heads a lot. We're, uh, we're very similar. Okay. But I think I've also learned a lot of things that I'm like, ah, maybe I want to be a little different in this regard from her. Um, but no, I, I love her. She's I'm her number one fan.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Now, how would your mom describe you?
1: Like,
0: um, I was like, tell me about Anna. What is she like? How would your mom describe you? I think, think
1: she would say I'm a bit of a rebel, that I do things my own way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she would say that, that I'm kind hearted.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. But
1: that I definitely like, what is that? The beat? What? The, I dance to the beat of my own drum. Uh, okay. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Yep, yeah. Yep. But in that you're kind.
1: Yes. Yeah. I think she would say that about yeah, me. Yeah.
0: Just naturally a kind person. I love yeah. being around naturally kind. I mean, I think people can be kind or whatever, but then you just get around people you like, that's just who they are, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. uh, that that's really cool. And uh, that that's nice. So you grew up where and how? Tell me, tell me a little bit of your backstory.
1: Um, so I was born in Mexico, uh, in Chihuahua, Mexico. So northern part of Mexico. It's a border state with Texas. Um, and then we came up here the first time I was about seven. The first time that we came to the U.S. Um, and we were actually undocumented immigrants for the majority of my childhood. Um, it was more of like we didn't have to cross the river kind of undocumented. It was more of like we got a um, visitor's visa and we overstayed our okay. visas, yeah. which is at the end of the day, it's the same like legal status or, you know, lack of legal status here. Um, so, but we went back and forth quite a few times until I was about 16 was the last time that I lived in Mexico and then came up here and then I stayed Um I think I was telling you earlier, it it was kind of against my will, but I'm happy that that they made me, that my mom made me say she had gotten married to my stepdad and um, they were like, no, this is where you belong. You have to stay home now. Uh And I wasn't very happy about it then, but like it worked out pretty well. And then I did go back to Mexico, but I didn't go to Chihuahua. I moved like the entirety of the country, moved down south, uh, border with Belize and was there for a year for my first year of college. I went down there. It didn't work out very well, so I came back. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> so you came back to the, the States? Or did yeah. You go to... yeah okay. No,
1: I came okay. back to uh, to Oklahoma. Okay. And then the college thing didn't work out very well for me either until I turned 30. That's when I finally got my, um, my bachelor's degree.
0: Oh, really? <laughs>
1: yeah. I was wow. a little bit of a late bloomer. <laughs> yeah, no,
0: that's okay. <laughs>
1: I did everything backwards, everything. Uh-huh. You know, like they have the list of like the things like how – supposedly like life usually goes. Yeah. yeah mine's <laughs> entirely backwards, entirely.
0: Didn't go, didn't go that way at all. Yeah. So tell me about how you ended up going back to school. Like, was there something like, man, in order for me to get to this, I need to get this degree or he's like, no, I just want to set a standard for my family. What made it, you go back?
1: It was both. Um, it was, I really, I had my daughter at that time um, and I was like, man, I have to give her a better example. Like, I want her to go to school, but I'm a very, like, lead by example type of person. No. So I was like, I can't expect her to go to school if, you know, I didn't give that to her, that example to her. So I went back to school. And at that time, um, it was like that big recession in 2008. Yeah. And so I lost my job. And so I was like, okay, well, I, you know, I'm, I need to do this now. Like, there's no way that I can you know, like do any better if I don't go to school. So I went back to school. I found another job. So I was going to school full-time with my daughter uh, at home. I was married at that time. So. Oh, gotcha. Yeah.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. And uh, what what did you end up getting your degree in?
1: I got uh, my bachelor's in organization le- uh, organizational leadership from SNU. Um, and then I now I have a master's too, but that was more. Oh, you went all in. <laughs> yeah, you were like, I'm just not gonna stop <laughs> with my bachelor. I'm gonna get the master's too. So the master's is in what? Uh, organizational
0: leadership. And the master's is in what?
1: Uh, human relations.
0: Now, why? Why did you go from? I don't even know if I'm gonna get the degree to get the degree and now even get your master's. What? What was the uh, the reason behind the master's?
1: Um, <laughs> the total like totally the wrong reason. Again, I do everything backwards. It was a a bet. No, it was. It's gonna sound really bad, but it was like I was seeing a lot of people that had master's degree, and I was like, okay, if they can get a master's, I can get a master's. <laughs> I know that sounds really bad, but it really is like that was a motivation for me.
0: Uh huh. That's crazy. Well, I know. you did it though. Yeah, you, you I proved did. it to be true. Like, yeah, if they can do it, I can do it. Except
1: for I didn't do a MBA because I was like, no, heck, no, I'm never gonna use an MBA. Like I was doing human, uh, human. Um, Resources And so I was like, oh, human relations is good. Like, I can use that for human resources. Yeah. And I was like, no, I'm not an MBA. That's too much numbers. And Because I never had a dream of being an entrepreneur. Okay. And now I'm like, oh, maybe I should have gone for maybe that I MBA. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not too late. You, no. Uh,
1: you get... <laughs> I, I do one day want to go get a PhD. But oh, do you really? Yeah. In what? Um, Probably, like, women's studies. Okay. I'm a big feminist.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're you for women. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Empowering yeah. women. Yeah. Uh, recently, you and I talked about Erica Lucas. Yes. Right? She's a big Stitch fan Crew. of hers. Yes. And, uh, I think, haven't they? Um, Stitch Crew is, what, what would you call it? Uh, like an incubator? Not an incubator. Accelerator. Accelerator, yep. yeah. To help people kind of move mm-hmm. forward in, in the, entrepreneurship. In entrepreneurship. Venture
1: capital. They
0: help with H- Haven't that. they went? Is it specifically for women now?
1: Um, no, I don't think so. Okay. But I think that they do focus on minority groups, whether gotcha. it's people of color, women, yep. and disadvantaged groups.
0: Gotcha. That's that's cool. So, um, what is one thing that when you walked away from this master's in human relations, like what what is that about? Like, uh, tell me.
1: Um, I I love people, and I think that that's why I went to the human relations way because. Um, I like understanding people and where they come from, right? Like, I might make totally di- different decisions than somebody, but there's a reason, like, we're all driven by certain reasons, right? Yeah. Um, and that I really like that I gained that perspective. Like, I still don't understand a lot of people, but at least I I can appreciate that I don't understand them, yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah.
0: yeah. And, th- and that's okay. Like, I don't mm-hmm. have to understand people in order to be kind to mm-hmm. them or to – even be willing to help or whatever the case may be. So, No, but I think um, it did
1: open up my mind quite a bit.
0: Got you. Yeah, I would imagine that that seems like a, a degree or a study that would help open your mind towards people mm-hmm. and kind of just understanding the way people think and things of that nature. Um, as a kid, though, we talked about uh, you getting these this bachelor's, this MBA, but now you're a, an entrepreneur. As a kid, what were you dreaming about?
1: I think I wanted to be an astronaut when I was a kid. Okay.
0: okay yeah that's that was the the thing was it a movie what
1: no i just i've always been fascinated i'm still fascinated by like you know the vastness of the universe got you i travel a lot Uh and i think it's because like it's so you know i I, at least i can travel here in the world so i do that but i think when i was a kid it was like oh if i can be an astronaut then i can like just go farther
0: (laughs) yeah yeah no that's true Like talking about traveling, that's some serious traveling when you jump in a. Yeah,
1: Yeah. (laughs) right?
0: Yeah, no, that's good. Um, When did this entrepreneur thing come about? Um, So we launched Vita Bars
1: in April of 2020. Right at the beginning of the pandemic, it was mm-hmm. perfect timing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I hope your listeners can sense the sarcasm. In me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, I was—I worked on it about a year before that. Um, you know, uh, with any business, you have to do the research and you have to do the planning and you have to do all of these things. And yeah, it was about a year before um before we actually launched when I found, I was like okay this might be a business this is probably something that needs to be done um but it wasn't like again it was, it's never been my goal to be an entrepreneur it's but I, I am a very solutions driven person and so I think that's what got me here <laughs>
0: yeah you saw a need yes and like in I see that your hair is curly Knowing a little bit about Vita Bar, that's kind of the – that's who you're targeting. Yes. Uh, Curly hair. Yep. Textured. And so was it just a need that you saw in yourself and then you start recognizing that these other people had the same need or –
1: I think um, I immediately recognized that if I had the need, everybody else would probably have Mm -hmm. that same need. Mm -hmm. And people might not even know that they have that need. Yeah. Um, Because there's – so Vita Bars, we do shampoo and conditioner bars right? So we eliminate the need for plastic um, waste. And there's already really good companies out there doing products for textured hair. I give full credit, you know, where it's due. And there's already pretty um, mainstream brands that are doing sustainable hair care that are also doing bars, right? But whenever I had been using great textured hair care products, and then I said, you know what, I realized like how exploitative and how broken the recycling system is. I was like, mm, maybe I should do something different. I should try and, you know, gear towards more sustainable choices. And I looked and all the sustainable choices that I was finding were not for textured hair and I couldn't find any. And so that's when I was like, okay, why? Like, why can sustainability not be inclusive? Like, why are we getting left out of this, Right. So I was like, "Fine, if you won't include us, I'm gonna include us, uh-huh. <laughs> right?" Uh-huh. Uh, I again don't have any background in business. I literally like was trying to stay away from business, not going an MBA route, and I don't have a background in formulation or chemistry or anything like that. But you know, I'm I'm kind of a go getter, and once I set my mind to something, I'm try and figure it out and find a solution. And so I saw a problem that needed to be solved, and I was like, "Okay." Well, let's solve it.
0: <laughs> let's go for it.
1: Yeah, um, a hundred thousand bottles later that we've saved, I think we we're getting there. We haven't solved it, but I think we're yeah, putting making, our yeah we're putting our little drop stamp. in the bucket.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm 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 always fascinated. Like, and, and I hear you that there was this moment where you recognize this need for yourself, and you're like, hey, if I have this need, other people have this need, mm-hmm. and then uh, you wanted to create something, but. The creation of these bars, right? Because I've been in your, like, you all are making this from.
1: Mm-hmm. From scratch. From scratch.
0: Yeah. Like, and you didn't have a background in, I don't even know what you put. What like would you call it? chemistry. That? Chemistry yeah. or whatever the case may be. Tell me, like, how did you get to this place when you first made your first bar? Can you tell me, like, <laughs> oh, what was that like?
1: Hell. <laughs> <laughs> um it was a lot of research you know i think i do credit it so i was actually doing my master's degree Mm -hmm. while i was doing this research to Mm -hmm. start this business and i actually didn't finish my master's until i launched after i launched the business i launched in april and then finished in july okay so but i credit it i think like i had that mindset of learning and research and you know like putting two and two together. I don't think if I tried to do it now, I don't think I would be able to, but I think it really does um, have like, I can say something to the fact of you, your mindset of how like your brain is functioning at that time. And so I think mine was just in that mode. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, I did a lot of research. Oh, just a lot. I mean, I spent hours upon hours on Google trying to find what was already good about uh, liquid hair products what, how were they making the solid hair care products? What was good about textured hair? Like what needed, what needs were there and what products were good for it and try and combine all of it together. And then, you know, making my first bar, it was horrible. Mm. Like I didn't know anything about it. And, you know, it's easy enough to say, okay, well, you know, here's the steps. But then the bar came out all crumbly and it was like a mess. And, you know, I just kept working on it and working on it. But um, at that time I was um, a curly hair influencer (laughs) on Instagram and I posted about it and I was like, Hey, so I made these bars. Like, I think I have an idea that, you know, you guys would probably like welcome this. And I've been looking for something like this and I haven't found it. What do you guys think? And to date, that's been, like, the most engaged um, post that I ever made. Really? Because, it, like, it blew up. Everyone was like, oh, my gosh, yes, like, please, that's amazing. I mean, do it. And um, that gave me a lot of courage to yeah. say, okay, like, I have to – I spent so many sleepless nights, so many, between, again, finishing my master's degree and um, and doing this research. But, that, like, that really encouraged me to say, okay, people are interested and we can make a difference. Yeah. Um, and I launched from the kitchen of my home. Like we were,
0: that was the next question I was, I'm like, now, where are you making these bars at? And so yeah. you're in your kitchen. You just turned it into a, a lab, uh-huh. right? And you start putting it together? Yeah. And, is it just you in there by yourself yeah. and just kind of messing around late at night? Like, yeah. What was that process like?
1: I mean, it was like my kids running in there like, Mom, why does it smell so horrible? Because I'm like burning ingredients. Oh I'm goodness. trying to figure out what I'm doing. Set the um, the smoke alarm off quite a few times. It was it was a pain. Um, and then by the time that we actually launched, and by the way, the products that we launched with, like a huge shout out to those customers that bought my first few batches of product yeah. because they were let's just say rustic looking, uh-huh. right? Like, I mean, they were they like the formula is still the same, they performed very well, but they looked rough. Yeah. <laughs> um, so shout out to them for supporting. But um, yeah, for this first six months. Uh, I was making them in the kitchen in my home. So we, like, did not have any home-cooked meals or anything because, you know, I didn't want the cross-contamination. Yep. Gotcha. And, um, so my entire dining room and kitchen was blocked off. Like, it was the Bars only. That was our headquarters.
0: <laughs> wow. So, that is amazing. Yeah. Tell me about the, the, the first time you got a bar to look the way that you was like, okay, this is – um, this is it. Do you remember that, I, that moment? I
1: honestly don't. It's just been, it was so much trial and error. Yeah. Like, even, again, I mean, even after I launched, they didn't look, you know, very nice. I thought they looked nice at that time, but now I'm like, oh, my God, like, uh-huh. you know. Um, But it's just been such a process. And I'm so thankful that my customers have stuck with me through it, yeah. right? Like, um, and I stayed sold out. Like, after the first two batch, I mean, I sold out of the first one. Uh, within, like, two weeks. And then the next one that I made, I sold out of that one within, like, a week. And then the consecutive ones, I sold out within, like, days and hours. Yeah. And um, so then I, you know, had to figure out a way to scale. But I give a lot of credit to my customers that have stuck out with you have stuck through it. Because I can't tell you at what time, I like, oh, now they look decent, now yeah. they look presentable. Uh-huh. Um, But through all the variations of it, they – You know, they keep coming back. (laughs) That's
0: good. That's really good. Do you have any of those same customers today?
1: Yes, absolutely. Actually, 55% of our customers return and buy more product.
0: That is cool. Now, I love the way that you threw that stat out. Is that, that as an entrepreneur, is that a stat that you really try to focus in on? I
1: can't tell you about our numbers as far as like, oh, you know, like we grow this much in revenue because I'm not in it for the money. Mm -hmm. I'm in it for the impact. And to me, that's impactful because- the benchmark for beauty industry, especially hair care, of return customers is not even 10% of what wow. we're doing. Yeah, it's like sits out in like 5% uh, of customers uh, are return customers. And for us, it's 55. So to me, that's the number I focus on because that means like my customers really do like what we're doing. Yeah. Um, and we're not the cheapest in the market. And it's also, you know, a change from going from. You know, their standard liquid, whenever you think about like the behavior, again, the, the HR and me um, thinking about the behavior of people and like what we're used to until we stick to what the familiarity of things. Mm-hmm. And now you throw something as simple, but also as a daily routine, as washing your hair, you throw a total wrench in it and now you're going to do it completely different. And to be honest with you, it does take a little bit more time and effort to use a bar than it does the liquid version of our product. Um but they do it. They stick with us and they come back. So to me, like, that's a huge number yeah. that I stick to. Like, that's the one I take personal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: that's you know, that, And that's a great number. 55% yeah. of returning customers is a great number. I know there's a lot of people who would love to have 55% <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> of the people coming back. And so uh, that's really good. Now, I, I would love to talk to you. I know that we're going to talk about a few things, some tips that you you have for entrepreneurs. But talking about pricing pricing is something that's really challenging you and I were just talking about a particular services that you're getting that price seems to be to, to be low mm-hmm. like and we don't have to say what that is but seems to be low and because pricing is hard mm-hmm. right and uh, sometimes we price based on just because we think this might be what gets us a customer or two mm-hmm. and if we go too much higher than that we're gonna price people out. How did you really come up with your pricing? What was that process like?
1: Um again, I don't have a business and background or a background in business um but um so that was what that was a hard one right so i I did look at the cost of goods. so what does it take for me, the ingredient, the raw yep. materials mm-hmm. to make this bar? Um, I did have to think at one point, I'm probably trying to get into retail, and that means giving it at forty to fifty percent, so I still need to be able to make money based off of that retail price or you know the the retail discount uh, when I get into retail but also I want it to be a really good value for my customer because I'm again I'm not just doing it for a buck I'm not doing it for the money I'm doing it because I want to you know make an impact and I know that like we grew up not having much money mm-hmm. and so you know I don't want to not be accessible Um, obviously I, I still, I I still have bills to pay. And now that I am a full-time entrepreneur, like, uh, you know, I need to, um, to feed my kids, but, um, that one was a really hard one for me because I have to make money, but also I want it to be accessible. And I actually had to raise my prices. What was it about a year ago? Um, we were selling our sets of shampoo and conditioner bars for $25 and I raised it to 30 and I thought like, oh my gosh, it's going to be a Big deal. Not a single person said anything about it, but because they do hold their value, like yeah. we really do, they are at a great price point. But it, like for me, it's a little bit difficult because the specific, uh, this um, specifics of my product, right, whenever you think about it's a little tiny bar of shampoo and you compare that to, well, I can go and get this bottle yeah, but my shampoo bar lasts three times longer than that bottle. But you don't necessarily know that because it's a new product to you. And now you have to take me for at my word when I tell you that. And so, it, you know, it it's a little tricky. But um, the good thing right now is that most of our customers come from word of mouth. So they already have a reference to mm-hmm. begin with, right, of somebody that told them great things about us, that told them, like, no, they last a long time or whatever, answered those questions for you. But I think as we expand now and try and reach new customers, that isn't somebody that's a referral that isn't you know uh, hasn't already heard about us. It's going to be even more challenging to try and educate that customer yeah. and tell them like our pricing is very you know it's at a great value to you. Yeah. So yeah, we we have some challenges coming up. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but you're ready for them. Yes. Because you face challenges and, and you know how to to overcome challenges. Yes. So. Um, So you you talked about going into entrepreneurship full-time. So you started in April, 2020, Mm -hmm. April, 2020, you, you you take a leap into entrepreneurship, but at that time you didn't go full-time. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. but You probably were working full-time, but you were still working a a full-time job as well. Mm -hmm. And then you decided that you're going to leave your job and do this full-time. Can you kind of tell us um, how you made that decision? Like what, Like, how did you get to the point of like, okay, I'm going to go do this. And then the second thing is, tell me about that last day at work. Like, what was that like for you? (laughs) Tell me last day at work and then tell me how you decided that that was the place to do that. That was the time.
1: The last day at work was so bittersweet because I had, I was working for, can I say the name? Yeah. yeah. uh, For AT&T HR, but I'd been working from home for like seven years so it wasn't like, oh, kumbaya at the office you, or whatever, right? Like I was at home no by myself. Like, yeah, yeah okay. like I always do. Um, but um, but it was still very bittersweet because I had been working for at and for about 12 years.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: And so it was very nerve wracking for me. Like when I shut my computer down the last time, I was like, this is it. Like, this okay. is really it kind of thing. Like, oh, my god, I hope I don't regret <laughs> it. <laughs>
0: I got to go make my own check. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Um, but also I was i as terrifying as it was. Um, and this is something really new. Like it's been six weeks now that I'm a full-time entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So I kept my job for two and a half years okay. while building this business up. Um, but as terrifying as it was, it was also very um, exciting and liberating. Kind of like, okay, now I don't. Not that I had to hide it because my boss knew that I had, um, like, a side thing going gotcha. on. Um, but, you know, a lot of times, like, I had to obviously wait until after work to be able to come and do things. And yeah. now it's like, I can do this anytime, all the time. Like, uh-huh. I, you know. So it's liberating. And it's also exciting to think, like, wow, I grew it to this much. Like, now what I can do with it kind mm-hmm. of thing um, but to your question about like, how, how did I come to that decision? Like, what did it take? It took everything. It took me three and a half years. If you think about the year that I did the research before launching and all of the things to bring it up to launch for a year and then two and a half years of running it. Um, so it took me three and a half years of working full time on this, on Vida Bars and working my corporate job full time. And then through the pandemic, and then I'm a single mom of two. I was about to say, and
0: yeah. children. <laughs> yeah, and
1: then, yeah. yeah, a single mom of two. So it literally took everything that I had for three and a half years to be able to say, okay, I I can do this. Um, it took a lot of uh, courage, I think. Like, I can, I mean, I don't know externally, but internally, it took everything to be able to say, okay, I can do this. And not just relying on, like, you know, do I have what it takes, but it's, does my business have what it takes? Does the market have what it takes? Do my customers have what it takes? So it's like, you know, it's not just, oh, okay, yeah, I know I can do this. No, it's like, can everything support this? But at the end of the day, I also thought, you know, this is my one opportunity to say, okay, it's already a built business. I can, you know, push it forward. And if not, I can go back to another job like I do have now degrees. Yeah, you got degrees. Yeah, I got yeah papers. you got. <laughs> yeah, I got papers to show. So, yeah, so I was like, okay, you know, I won't have another opportunity to for a business like this. Um you know, they don't come by every day to mm-hmm. you know, but I I will have another opportunity for a job if the need comes. I, I, I hope not, right? Yeah, but if I ever need to, I think I can find another job, but I can't find another opportunity. So it took everything I did, yeah, <laughs> did it
0: yeah that was so cool. So, six weeks in, like, how are you feeling?
1: I am feeling a little bit lost, I'll yeah. be honest with you. Um, I we were talking earlier about, um, off off the air about how like I don't really. You know, I don't have a guideline for what I'm doing. And so um, I, I need to set up a schedule. And I have really bad ADHD. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm scatterbrained. I'm doing 500 things at the same time and not doing anything at all kind of yeah. thing. So I have to find discipline yeah. to be able to say, okay, this is what needs to be done kind of thing. So I'm working towards that.
0: <laughs> That's good. That's good. No, but it takes time to get that. And then you got to find your systems, right? You got to mm-hmm. find your processes. You never had this much time to devote to yes. your thing. Yes. And so just learning how to organize and manage your day. Uh, we we talked about a few things that uh, just some tips and things for entrepreneurs to be thinking about. Mm-hmm. And we came up with like five of those things. Let's kind of go down that list, like kind of quick, share those five things and then let me come back around. And yeah. we just kind a uh, dialogue about them okay. a- as much as we can. Um, so kind of give us those five tips that you've, you've come up with are just things that you just would share with entrepreneurs.
1: Yeah. So number one, I said, find your why then stay with it mm, that's because that will, that will move on to the next numbers. Okay. okay? okay. Uh, but that's why I put number one there. And then I said, authenticity and flexibility are your BFFs.
0: <laughs> I like that.
1: Uh, slow and steady is a win too. Mm. It's okay to not have all the answers. And to reach out that someone is likely happy to help.
0: That's good. I, I like those five. Okay, let's let's kind of go back through these. Let's 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 dig into them. So the first one was find your why, then stay with it. Mm-hmm. Now there, there's a great book called uh Star With Why. Have you read that? By I have not. Simon Sinek. And so uh it's a really popular book. And I I like to say whenever I do a go win workshop, I say if you lose your why, you lose your way.
1: Mm, because
0: uh, sometimes we got to go back to the why to say, okay, this is the reason I'm doing this this reason I'm keep going. Kind of tell me what you're thinking there.
1: Um, So for me, it's, it it entails everything, right? It entails, okay, why are you doing it? And if you stick to that, then everything else, not that it will be made easier, but it will, everything else you'll have an answer to. Right. So, um, three and a half years of, of having to put my everything into it. If I didn't know that for me making a difference, and this is like something that I can make a real big difference in. And I'm talking about making a difference in the environment, making a difference in the way women are embracing their natural textured hair and loving themselves and, you know, using quality products, et cetera. And then also with some of the community outreach that I do through my company. Um, I'd be, I would have given up a long time ago, right? Like, but then also knowing that that's my why, that making a difference is my why. Sometimes I'm, you know, or not sometimes, but all the time I make my decisions based on that why.
0: Gotcha.
1: So sometimes I make decisions that aren't the best business decisions, but they're the best decisions for me because that's my why. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I say then stick to it because a lot of times you will find that you're being pulled away from that why, but if you stick with it, then you know you're going the right way kind That's of thing.
0: Good. That's good. And and have you found it challenging to, to stick with the why? Like, what what have you learned to kind of say, this is my jam? I guess, one, leaving your job. like <laughs> Right? <laughs> He's like, no, this is what I have to do. Yeah. This is definitely the why. Yeah. So, but, but I love that because I think also, oftentimes it's, it's about a bigger purpose, mm-hmm. you know, than just making money. Like, no, my why is this. I want to make a difference. I want to make an
1: impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, if the why is making money for you, then, then no, you, you you yeah. know, that good. Good yeah. for you. Stick with that. Yeah. And then you're going to make a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's not my why, but then that also helps me, again, whenever I have to make decisions to be okay with maybe not making as much money because I'm sticking to my why.
0: Yeah. Right? That's good. I like that. That, Number two, you talked about authenticity. I can't even.
1: Authenticity.
0: I can't say it. (laughs) Inflexibility are your your BFLs.
1: Yes. So authenticity, um, and I think that that goes back into your why, right? Like Mm -hmm. if you're true to that. Um, But You know, like, especially having a brand that I'm building from the ground up, just being authentic in that. And people can see through that. People can see, like, oh, yeah, she is about her, you know, what she's saying. She, like, you know, follow through with what you're saying kind of thing. Um, And I I don't – like, I'm an open book. I'm not trying to hide anything. I don't have a, you know, a secondary agenda or anything. So I'm just – I am who I am. And I think people relate to that. People – gravitate towards mm-hmm. it. So I think that authenticity really does matter. Um, but also flexibility because a lot of times you'll find that like maybe you wanted to do things a certain way and it is it, it's just not that way. So like stay flexible and you're, you know, those are two really good friends to have around. <laughs>
0: That's good. I like that. Uh, slow and steady is a win too. Uh, was the, the next thing that you said, the third thing. I I like to say slow growth is the best growth. And uh, so i love to hear what you're you're thinking here.
1: Well, for me, it can be so overwhelming to try and have these big wins and be, you know, like where it's so flashy and it's so noticeable and people are like, oh, my gosh, you're doing so great. And, you know, um, and yeah, I mean, those are great, too. But there's a lot of times where you have just slow, you know, tiny wins that are very personal. You know, like if something in my bars, right, like I – I mean, I can, nothing particular comes to mind, but even whenever like I get a bar out and it comes out perfect and I'm like, oh my God, this one's so beautiful. Like to me, that's a win because that's something that I've worked on for (laughs) years now. Uh And this, like my little baby came out so pretty (laughs) and it's a win. And so, you know, like, I think that those are worth celebrating too. And it's fine that not everything is a big, huge, flashy win and everything, everybody doesn't have to congratulate you or see it as a win as long as you know like you work towards that right yeah
0: no that's good uh the fourth thing was it's okay to not have all of the answers
1: i get asked so many questions about my business and about like what i'm trying to do about my uh KPIs, about like things that I have no clue about, right?
0: Tell people what KPIs are.
1: I have key performance indicators. Okay. okay? Like I literally had to dig real quick for that one. <laughs> um, but in all of these like business terminology yeah, that yeah, again, I'm sure. not a business person. And I'm like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but you know, and I tell the, and I'm again because authenticity, I'm I keep it real. I tell people, like, I don't know what I'm yeah, doing, uh-huh. like, I'm just doing this. Um And then I find that a lot of people are then more impressed, like, dang, then how are you doing this?
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> like, I
1: don't know. But, um, and I tell people, I don't even know what I don't know. Because I, I, one question I get asked a lot is, well, then what, you know, what do you need help with? I don't even know what I need help with because I don't even know what I don't know. That's right. And um, And so to me, like, if more people tell me or not even tell me, if we can just, like, normalize that it's okay to not have all the answers. Like you can still be an entrepreneur. You can still be successful at whatever it is you're doing, even if you don't have all the answers.
0: And not feel like you have to have all the answers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And at some point you now have answers that you didn't have before. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And and it
1: it is about growing too, right? Like, yeah, yeah, you don't have to have all the answers, but whenever you do have things that come up, like, you know, you can learn them.
0: Yeah. You'll learn it and then be able to share it with other people who yes. don't have the answers. Yes. Which is what I love, is when I see people learning, then they're they're passing that information on to other people who are in similar situations that we once were in. Mm, right? That
1: part.
0: And so uh it's it's really good. Uh, and number five was reach out. Someone is likely happy to help.
1: Yes. So uh we were having an offline conversation about yeah. this too, about how <laughs> help um is about you know, like not leaving the problem to somebody else. Mm -hmm. But if you genuinely go to someone and say, hey, like I'm having an issue with this. I want to resolve it. Not like, will you resolve it for me? But I want to resolve it. Can you help me? Do you have some pointers or do you have resources or whatever? Generally, people like to share that information. Mm And I mean, you know, there's an like uh, every once in a while, you might find someone that might not be too happy to, to share information or resources or whatever. But for the most part, man, people see you and yeah. people want to see other people like having successes and wins too. So at least that's been my experience um, so far is that um, when I go to people and I genuinely need the help, um, you know, whether it's an answer to a question or whatever it is that um, people are happy to help.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Uh, just, just going off that, do you have a mentor? What does that look like? Do you mentor others? Are you kind of in that place of doing both, um, being mentored and, and also being a mentor? Uh,
1: neither one as of now. I think, well, I do have a lot of mentors in that I, I'm always asking people all the time and That's I bug right. them. I have, like, I do not have any shame in picking up the phone or grabbing a, like uh-huh. email and texting somebody, anything. Um, so not a particular mentor, but I will come to people. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't have anyone that I'm mentoring either. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the same, you know, my inbox is always open. If anybody has questions, anybody reaches out, I'm always happy to help them. So
0: uh, I think
1: I need to probably formalize that a little, a little more. Yeah. Um, but I haven't had the time. But now, you know, one more thing to add to my list. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just add it right yeah. on to the list. I'll, I'll help you with that. I'll help you with that. Appreciate it. I appreciate I appreciate you uh, spending time with me and and sharing your knowledge and your experience and your story. And hopefully somebody listens in. And and because of this, it just helps them discover some of these right things that they need to be uh, pursuing and and being steady at and uh, being consistent at. And so uh, tell people again how they can find you and uh, any last words.
1: Uh, yeah, so you can find me on um, – our website is TheVidaBars.com, and Vida is V like Victor I-D-A, life in Spanish. Um, TheVidaBars.com, you can find us on all the socials as The Bars as well. Um, you can find me on Instagram as Vida by Pearls. So, again, Life by Pearls, um, with my middle name being Predla. Uh, <laughs> and um, – I don't know. Last words I would say, um, I would encourage anyone to think that it doesn't have to be perfect, that Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be a certain way, how everybody else thinks that it has to be, whether it's your career, your life in general, whether you're trying to start a business, whatever it is. Like, um, cause I find that a lot, like I do have um, the um, imposter syndrome a lot, but I think it's because like, there's this notion of like, things just have to be a certain way. You know, it has to like be linear or whatever. And I I'm anything but that. And Uh it's still okay. It's still, you know, it's still working out one way or another. So I would just encourage people to go after it. um, Even if it doesn't make sense to anyone else.
0: That's good. That's good. Ladies and gentlemen, go follow Vita bars and and, and get your, this is a great Christmas gift. Just in case yes. if there's anybody listening, this is your gift that you need to go get uh, for uh, your curly hair friends. Yes. Uh, and so, do that. I'm going to go get mine. Uh, my wife, hopefully my wife won't listen to this. She typically doesn't. I think that's going to be her, one of our Christmas <laughs> gifts. So, we're going to make that happen. Uh, thank you again, ladies and gentlemen, for hitting that play button for another episode of the Hedy Coleman Podcast. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, as always, go win. Boom.
1: That was so good, honey.